Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Today we decide whether or not John Morant is making good decisions for himself and for his community. We talk about NFL free agency, we talk about the World Baseball Classic, and we talk about uh, James and Corey's busted brackets. Let's get started. Back to the Church League podcast. I'm chilling here with James and Corey. How you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Can I say you look like a blues blues brother this morning? Uh, wait, hold on. Actually, I can make that happen. I have sunglasses here. There, there you go. go. Nice. I don't know whose these sunglasses are. They were left in a van. Dude, those are Renee's. I got her those for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we were just this talking is, about this. That. Is live. <laughs> this is live. This is really live. One hundred percent. There you go. All right, hey, Renee Roman has you can have these back. On. Uh, the Here you go, James. <laughs> you want these back now? That's really funny. Click. I'm taking a picture of that. The, for, right. oh, so for real, they were in the van um, coming back from Winterfest. And like, she just got on me how she, I got some new blenders. She's like, you didn't buy me some? You know, I lost mine. I was like, I just got them for Christmas. It's That's time. hilarious. You're going to be husband of, the, husband of the year bringing yeah. us home. You're welcome, James. I'm going to so, re hey. gift them. No, <laughs> yeah. Say, hey, I went ahead and got you some sunglasses. I thought they'd look like the ones that you had and see if she notices. Well, she she barely had any time She's to gonna wear She's going to notice. She she actually listens to the podcast. That's fantastic. Well, well, Roman, you're wearing, you're wearing a suit. You Dude, you're good. my hero. He's just presenting glasses in a suit here. That, hey, that's, that's what I bring to the table. <laughs> that's what I bring to the table. Um, man. You know, so last night was a World Baseball Classic. Um, We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about college basketball, obviously. There have been some regretful picks. There's been some crazy upsets. Um, Purdue. Uh, Some stuff's happening in the NBA. People want to fight. People want to not swap jerseys. I'm looking forward to talking about some of that kind of stuff. (laughs) And then some things happen in the NFL. Some uh, running backs have gone to different places. A little bit of free agency news. Yeah, so um, we're going to – there's a whole gambit of stuff to talk about today. It's going to be a good time. Um, But starting with the World Baseball Classic – um, it was a good game. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and apologize. I'll probably say World Bible School once or twice, and that's <laughs> just reality. that's just part of who we are as Church League. Um, the WBC. Yes, I, WBC. It's a. It was a. It was a great game. It was a, honestly, it was like the whole tournament. I think was incredible. I think it was. You had countries that represented really well. Um, the fans were more passionate than I honestly was ready for it to be, considering people only talk bad about baseball oh, and their man. fan bases. Yeah. The, the Japanese fans had trumpets. It was, in, it was amazing. Um, that's the kind of that soccer atmosphere I think mm-hmm. baseball needs. Yeah, I agree. That you know that international flair. We just it's kind of boring in the U.S. Um, you, we used to be able to beat the drums in Cleveland, and now you can't because you can't be an Indian. Yeah, they're guardians now. Guardians. Do you think uh, South Florida has anything to do with that as far as the turnout? Like, I feel like if you would have put that somewhere yeah. else, it might not have been the well, same. The, the South Florida, you get you get a you got a big international population. Mm-hmm. So you get people from a lot of different. You got a lot of immigrants and a lot of people who have come to America and stay in South Florida because yeah. its climate well, is 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 like a lot of um, Latin American climates. But then it's just a hotbed. Well, even in Phoenix, uh, I think that's why one of the reasons why we lost the game against Mexico in pool play was because the the Mexican fans were just. I mean, they were they. They were there. They showed up and they yeah. were loud. It was impressive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then we got annihilated in that game, but it ended up not mattering. But yeah. guess who didn't make it to the championship game? Run Mexico. Um, Their jerseys, I think, were by far the best. Do you think Mexico had the best jerseys? I think so. I personally um, was a fan of the Czech Republic, but mm. that's just me. Yeah. I thought U.S. I, I was I watching like that last night, thinking, yes, the U.S. jerseys are probably one of the worst ones. I kind of liked Israel's. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. is with that the was the star David on there. It's yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. No, actually, I was joking. It looked very generic. Not as bad as Great Britain. Yeah, None of their hats never either. Be as bad. Hey, you know, you see a guy wearing his hat, and the the side of the hat comes over his ear. Oh uh, yeah, that's terrible. Give Great Britain a break. You just take your hat off. Is that what your head? I does? will not. <laughs> I will not give Great Britain a break. Your country is too old for your jerseys to be that crappy. You have too many. You have too many individuals. Like London has like ten million people in it. You couldn't find one person to make a better jersey. Stop. That's ridiculous. A royal uniform? I mean, give me something. I mean, put, like, make them wear the, like, beaver hats or something. Like, <laughs> give us something. I mean, like, 
Jeez. It's, it was so boring, and they weren't good. Beaver hats. Like, I don't know. That I, sounds like, that could be like a AAA team, the Beaver hats. That'd be sick. If they play the Savannah Bananas. Yeah. I'd be, hey, I'd, <laughs> I'd go watch that. Um, hey, um, I will say, every three years, it's not, is um, it's too far apart. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. And, and I, I really felt like, the teams took it serious. The fans really had a chance to show out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if people want to don't want to turn sports into my country versus yours, but that's why I love the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to, to see the talent that these places have and, and to know where some of these players come from and see nationally um, people be able to support that. Um, yeah. I think that's really cool. I, I was disappointed by some of the injuries. That's hard to see, but it's, it's real. So yeah. it's, it's baseball. I would say it ended as good as you could script it. Oh yeah, you can't. I mean, the, the Shohei Otani, Mike, Mike Trout, the everything dream about scenario. It. Yeah, it no. was a headline for the game. It only seems slightly hundred percent rigged slash scripted for the final at bat of the World Baseball Classic to come down to Shohei Otani pitching two Mike outs, Trout. three two count. Yeah, the you know Otani just pumping heat past Mike. It was Trout. impressive. It was a great at bat. Um, well, it was, not, it was not a great at bat. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I mean, it's not like Mike Trout. I, the pitch that he struck out on. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, James. Uh, I mean, it's not like he swung. He swung at one ball, and it was a slider that was disgusting. Okay. I mean, like he threw two fastballs past him, where almost you could see Trout tried hard to catch up to those balls, and it was like, okay, you know, I'm going to get the next. He one. looked like a dad at a batting cage that tries to pump it up to like yeah. 95 and thinks he still got it from little league. <laughs> well, like. <laughs> And what's crazy is Otani isn't the fastest pitcher on that team. That Sasaki kid, he's 21 years old, consistent. He threw like – he because he had pitched the game before against Mexico. And uh, I think he he, had, he threw like 50-plus fastballs. And of the like 54 I think he threw, 50 of them were over 100 miles an hour. Wow. Like you don't that, need to throw another pitch when you throw that fast. That's crazy. I mean, like that's nuts that you have a starter – who can consistently throw, because I think he pitched for five innings, that can consistently throw for five-plus innings over 100 miles an hour. That's nuts. I will say as a fan of the United States, I thought we represented well. Yeah. Uh, it was neat to see, like I said, players playing for their nations. I um, I kind of like to cheer for players that I normally wouldn't cheer for in that scenario. Yeah. Um, Kyle Schwarber hit a bomb. Hoosiers, baby. Man, I never. I got to hang on to it somewhere. And I was waiting for him last night to show <laughs> up, but he didn't. He hit one. Well, he, he don't run the in the eighth. Yeah, he, he, don't run he got eighth. it within oh, one. Yeah, yeah, he, he okay. don't run the eighth. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't ever cheer for Kyle Schwarber. I've always thought he was a punk. Never, not a fan of Kyle Schwarber, but it's because he played for Chicago. He played for the Cubs. He played for the Cubs. And I can't. Yeah. I can't. But he's. But a great when he hitter. plays for the U.S., are you cheering for him? Yes. See, that's what I'm saying. 100%. Like I was surprised 100%. that I'm like, come on, Mike Trout. When yeah, I don't know if I'm a Mike Trout fan, but I don't know. I think they do. Sh- they should get some uh, bigger. Some bigger names to show up and play. Well, the so Manfred said that net, that in you know twenty six that he's he there should be better pitching, better star right. pitching because yeah. we have that. We just it like like Degrom, yeah. Who U.S. Um, MVP for the tournament? Trey Turner, for sure, without question. He, he was great. Um, yeah. He and he swung the bat better than anybody else. There was a game. Um, was it against Columbia? I th- was it Columbia where like Mike Trout won the like he w- he had all of yeah. our RBIs like it'd be mm-hmm. like it was a solo it was if we didn't have him on the team we were losing that game yeah yeah um, but uh, I mean Trey Turner hitting that grand slam the go ahead grand slam against Venezuela I didn't think we were going to win that game yeah. um, Venezuela is a fantastic team were they I think they may have been undefeated at that point was that before so. or after um, what's his name hurt his hand um, for the Astros. Oh, Altuve. It, it was after. After it Altuve. Was after. So they were that was in the Altuve. eighth, so Al- yeah. Altuve was out, I believe, okay. at that point, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, right. He's out for, it was a broken thumb. He's yeah. out for like six weeks. Yeah. So he'll miss opening day and most of the first month of the season. Um, so you, big uh, you feel bad until the season actually starts and you're like, oh, tough for you because <laughs> you're not a, <laughs> right. you're a Houston fan through marriage? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like I was always, like I was a fan of the Killer Bees. Okay. Um, so, you know, I've, it's from Bagshaw, from Biggio, Bagwell, 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 oh. Biggio, Todd Bagshaw. Burke, Burke Shout out to Todd Bagshaw from Marsburg, Indiana. There Sorry. it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Bagwell. Burke, Berkman, Biggio, Bagwell. Okay. Um, our dog is named after one of them. Yeah. Um, and, well, but you know, he won a World Series with the Cardinals, so Houston, could, Houston couldn't give him that. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it, sh- it shows was you fun. how old you are when their sons are. You got like, yeah. 
players' sons that are mm-hmm. in the league now. That's nuts. Um, so the World Baseball Classic, I'm ready for it to happen again already. Yeah. Like I, I, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be better in 26. I think the U.S. is going to want it a little bit more, which I'm so, excited about. Corey, you said though you're not feeling the three years. What do you bump it up to every two years? Or I feel like you go every every year. Uh, you're kind of, I, you might I'm, be watering as a fan, it down. I take it every year, but every other so? year at least. I mean, I think if it came to every year more, it would become a college thing. Yeah. I don't think I don't what, think profe- college players. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think professionals would do it every year. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting um, to see if they did every two years and did hybrid college yeah. and pros, and you had a chance to kind of get these young guys a chance to play with the big guys in a na- it'd, it'd be great, and it'd be great for it'd be great for Major League Baseball because then you'd be able to see all these prospects absolutely yeah. live. Well, and it's uh, one of the things that Major League Baseball struggles with in comparison to other sports, is that college football and college basketball are huge, and that's essentially the minor leagues of those teams. I know there's the G League, but, like, really it's college basketball, essentially. And no one – like, minor league games are never televised. No one's watching minor league baseball games unless you go to the game. Unless you go to them. I just go for hot dog night. Exactly. And so – That's literally the last time I've been. Yeah. Hot dog night. And so if that doesn't exist, I mean, you you only know major league baseball. Do you know we get people to come to church here for our fireside chats because it's hot dog night? Hot dogs are powerful then. They are. <laughs> That's uh, sad. It's true. <laughs> it is. It's a true statement, though. Hey, Roman, you said something this week. You were we, we kind of talked off air about what countries wanted it more, and you were, you were like, yeah, I think the U.S. wants it just as much as anybody else. But you just said you think the next time we're coming around, the U.S. will play a little harder because they'll want it more. I don't think we played less hard. I don't think we could have played harder. Yeah, and so I don't think that it's because they didn't want it. I think they got close and they're going to want to win. I think they want to win more than they want to play for their country. Well, so Japan's the only team that's won it multiple times. This is their third time. Yeah. Um, We won it in 2017. Which is surprising to me. I would assume the Dominican or Puerto Rico or the U.S. or I, I think bats, but pitching matters and they bring pitching and they bring pitching from a different perspective. Japanese pitchers, if you're not comfortable with them, Mm-hmm. They just come from a different angle with a different with different stuff. Yeah. I think Hugh Darvish last night was almost a mistake for them because the U.S. batters are used to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. It it was a I think that was very intentional because everybody thought Hugh Darvish was going to start. Yeah, and the manager did a great job not starting him because I think we would have tore him up. Does he still tip his pitches, or was that just in the World Series? Oh, I'm sure that maybe <laughs> that's potentially gone away. I don't know. Um, but it was it great tournament. Can't wait for it to happen again. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Great Britain will get their act together with their jerseys. If not... <laughs> Maybe U.S. and Great Britain will get together and like workshop some ideas. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. We could update our jersey, I think. Though, it is... I don't know. It, it has that classic retro, like almost Miracle on Ice look. Mm. But it's, 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 it's... It looks like a hockey... Yeah, it's not... That's yeah. the problem, though. I want yeah. it to be a baseball jersey. I don't want it to look anything hockey-like. Yeah. And I like hockey jerseys. Um, I think the maybe that's one of the you know what that's what we're gonna do at some point on the podcast is top five jerseys. Um, okay. Okay. Um, so I won't I won't give any All of right. my opinions at the moment. But um, the other big tournament that's currently happening is March Madness. Oh whoa! That's if you I don't know if you guys knew that was happening, but March Madness is currently happening. <laughs> uh, well, not currently. It starts again on Friday. I think. Oh, it's I think is it Thursday Friday? Is it Thursday Friday, Friday Saturday or? Yeah, um, maybe it's Thursday, Saturday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Like they get a day off in between. It's coming up. Yeah. It's something like that. Um, we should know we're professionals. This we are professionals. I. Um, so, all right, guys, you guys have Indiana and Duke winning, and they're both gone. Right. How do you guys feel? I think Tennessee still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said prior to the start of the podcast, I do need to apologize. I underestimated Tennessee's grit. Yeah. I thought when Ziggler got hurt, and they kind of had a slide at the end of the year, I just assumed that they were maybe a little overrated without their main point guard. I just mm-hmm. didn't I didn't know if they'd make it to the Sweet 16. Um, and they their defense is legit. They're gritty. They they look good. I don't, I don't think they can win at all, but, um, but I think th- they look like one of the 16 best teams in the nation. But to the Duke game, they, they, def- they played a good game. I mean, you definitely got to tip the cap to them, but – um, we did lose a starting forward in pregame to a yeah. knee injury, which I think he was he averaged like eleven points, yeah. lost by fifteen. Like, right? I don't I don't know. It, it was a good game. It, you know, it's I, I Indiana. I mean, I said early in the in picking Indiana that <coughs> excuse me 
that they can, I'm, I'm choked up over here. Yeah. That they could, um, <laughs> it's okay, man. They could win it all, or they could lose in the first round, and that's that's sort of how Indiana's been for the last 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some years where you get the right guys together, and um, and you think, all right, we got a chance. Um, Thomas Bryant, Yogi Ferrell, I think it was the last time I made the Sweet 16. Um, you had to go J- um, Jared Jeffries, the last time I made to the national championship game. So you kind of, yeah, the last 35 years for Indiana, it's like, okay, if we get the right two players, we can really do this. And I feel like that was the f- the feeling this year with Trey Saxon Davis, um, with uh, Jalen Huchafino, even though he's just a freshman. Yeah. Like we had that point guard, big guy matchup. And there's so much pressure on those guys. Um I just felt like you know, the pressure from Miami, their defense, their guard play, um, yeah. they, they got hot. Miami had their bad game when they needed to, and Indiana had their bad game when they didn't. If you're going to have a kind of a mediocre game, have it in the first round and survive, unless, right. unless you're you know, Purdue and unless you know, you're you get Purdue. shocked, right? So it's a delicate sort of balance. But I felt like the pressure on Indiana kind of – I mean, Trace Jackson Davis had a great game mm-hmm. considering, but I think – the pressure on him is to be Superman. Yeah. And, I mean, he can, he he's literally, at some points, taking the ball off the court. He's blocking five or six shots a game. He's playing defense. He's trying to stay out. I mean, he's doing all the things. So, it was hard. Um, I'm glad that we didn't get um, blown out in the first half. Yeah. In the second half, it's it looked like a blowout at the end, but they hit a couple of threes. They had a couple of late dunks. Yeah, they did. Which I'm thinking, if this is the NBA, that guy's getting knocked out. But anyways, <laughs> um, so, I mean, good on Miami. Miami owns Indiana right now. We're, we do. won't talk about women's bracket too much, but Indiana's women's team lost at home to Miami. As a one seed. As a one seed. Mm. Um, so Miami's got bragging rights. Whatever. They do. Not Miami of Ohio, though. No. Because so. if it was, we'd really be dogging right, right but, now. <laughs> but, um, I don't regret. We were talking about we'd probably do three regrets in our brackets. Indiana winning it all isn't a regret for me because – you know, I, I really, um, I actually believed it. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't, I'm not one of those irrational fans. They're like, we're going to win it all every time. But I thought we had the pieces, our defense. When, when Miami had 40 plus points at halftime, mm-hmm. I thought we're going to be in trouble because scoring 80 points is tough. Yeah. So you got to hold teams to 60 or 70 and then try to gut it out at the end. So we just couldn't do it. Well, as an Auburn fan, I didn't have them winning at all um, by any means. I thought um, they would be Houston. I they looked really good in the first half of that game, and then the second half uh, they were Auburn and they stopped scoring the basket. I mean, don't get the, the basketball. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Houston's defense definitely stepped it up. Yeah, but like Auburn's never been like we're gonna outscore you. It's always been about grit and defense, and they were able to keep up in the first half, and then Houston didn't let that happen the second half as they should not have. Yeah, well, um, in the tournament you have to be able to put up points. Absolutely. Defense only gets you but so far. You know, you got to yeah. be able to score the. You know, I mean, look at Virginia. Yeah. I mean, I was impressed. Right. I was impressed with Houston's halftime adjustments. How um, happy is Virginia that Purdue lost? Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> I mean, for real. Like, I forgot Virginia lost again to a team that they shouldn't have really lost to. Yep. Now, Furman turned out to be a pretty decent little team, but like, come on, I can't say it like little decent little team. That's like <laughs> that, little fellas. That's even worse. <laughs> guys, I'm, pat, I'm patting <laughs> him on the head. Patting him on the head there. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, um, Auburn and Auburn got to the advantage of playing at home. It like, was a home I mean, game, so it was, yeah, yeah. So you had the fans are wild. I mean, it was. I thought they were going to get Houston. Houston looked kind of shell shocked with having some injuries. Yeah, and then the second half, they're like injuries. What injuries? I know, man. They looked great. Sasser looked good in the second half, and I was like, okay, well, which made me feel good. I, I still have Houston winning it all, which still gives me the you know uh, yeah. a chance. Um, we, we some of these upsets. Um, yeah, I guess we were texting back and forth, and I said, hey. I think parity in college basketball is a real thing. Yeah, for a number of different things, the um, the NBA is still taking some of the best players away, um, transfer portal, name and image and likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these programs, these kind of mid range programs, and and they're still top top five conferences, are yeah. rising. But do you get some of these young these um. I guess lesser conferences that are really playing. They got some players. Mm-hmm. Those players will probably end up getting swept into the transfer portal like normal. But um, I'm not as shocked to see teams losing. To see a 16 go to beat a one is still shocking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still operate my bracket the same way every time. It's move all ones forward at least, you know, once. At least a round or two. A round or two. So, yeah, I I think parity in college basketball makes it fun to watch for sure. And, you know, one of the reasons why we're probably sitting here trying to figure out when they play next is because I really get amped up for the first round. And then after that, I, yeah. I don't lose interest because I'll watch it all, 
But if my team's not in it, yeah, it's like who cares? What's up? Yeah, yeah right. When's the Masters? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so you know, going into you know three regrets um, of picks that that, that we've made. Um, one of one of my biggest regrets is Marquette in the final. Um, I took a I took a gamble. They lost, obviously, and that's not necessarily why it's a regret. One of the things that I wish I would have considered more is they were the third youngest team in the tournament. Yeah. Um, on top of having to play Michigan State second round. That was my regret, is yeah. that I forgot Tom Izzo mm-hmm. is Tom Izzo. Exactly. And I've seen Michigan State play this year and kind of been unimpressed. But, yep. But the Walker, their guard, he looks like Kimba Walker out there. He, mean, he, he looks like him. He's, yeah. he's sort of slight and frail, and he's out there just so dancing around him. He's pretty impressive. But, yeah, my, my regret is I underestimate Michigan State every year. Yep. So that was one of mine for sure. Yeah, and, and I hype Tom Izzo up all the time yeah. because I've, you know, like I've met him. He's a super nice guy as well. You've met Tom Izzo? I've met Tom Izzo. Were you wearing that suit when you met him? I was not wearing uh-huh. the suit when I met him. So it was in, in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. Um, he really good friends with one of the coaches so on that does the high nothing for me team. because most of tennessee is middle of nowhere so it's not nashville it's not nashville Knoxville or it's Chattanooga. closer to cookville did he have a voice he did have a voice did he? It, was it wasn't it wasn't like um oh what's the guy from the nba his uh, rivers it wasn't like doc Austin, rivers it, yeah, it, it yeah, wasn't yeah, like doc, doc rivers, rivers. Yeah. <laughs> um but no i mean he was he was so nice um He's so stinking smart. I didn't expect him to not be smart, but like he's talking to these coaches, and like I got to like watch him. Kind of, it was a, it was a coach's clinic, oh, yeah. and it was super, super cool to like hear him talk about basketball strategy, even at the high school level. So that was when you were trying to get a D one scholarship. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, James, what's your what was your first regret? I'd have to say my biggest regret would be uh, taking VCU as far as I did. Um, yeah. They just didn't. They didn't show up. It was pretty pitiful, you know. I typically like to pick the uh, the hometown squads, but they just didn't come to play. Yeah, and I think of the hometown squads. Virginia Tech wasn't in the tournament this year on the guys' side, but Virginia, VCU, um, VCU is kind of the one that I like to choose because yeah. they play a little harder. They play no, that, not that, that havoc ball. Yeah, they do. They they're just unpredictable, and Virginia's very predictable. That's yeah. probably why they're struggling so much when it gets to tournament time because yeah. you're just honing on one game plan. They're a tough team to. Mm-hmm. They're an easy team to kind of uh, prepare for. Yeah, no, I do the same thing with VCU. I'm, I'm, you know, so when it gets to the point where I'm like, I don't know who I might pick, and one is in the hometown. I, do you do the same thing? I, I tend to pick like the hometown team. Is that kind of what you tend to do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I typically go for you know if I don't have a uh, if I haven't done my research or if there's no true, um, you know, if I don't know what to do, it's definitely the home team. Yeah. Which I think is fine. I feel like less of a, I don't know, a jerk if I can say, oh, no, look, I've got these people going further. Right. When you do your research, do you think about the good things that happen more than the bad things? Like, I think teams that are successful stick in my mind more than teams that aren't. Mm -hmm. So, like, the Michigan State, I said that was a regret for me because I just felt like I should have remembered that they're good every year in the tournament. Where Gonzaga is good every year, maybe that's a regret that you would have if you didn't have Gonzaga. Yeah, but uh, P- Purdue is a regret for me. I guess I forgot that they can't beat a double-digit seed. Nope, a 16 t- seed loss. I just d- didn't expect. But I had them in my Final Four. Kansas too. We can talk about Kansas in a minute. But yeah, but um, Purdue, man, I just I really didn't expect that. The Fairleigh Dickinson coach, they had a play-in on the 16, mm-hmm. so they had like a. A warm-up game, yeah. And his post game on that was the more I see Purdue, the more I think we could beat him. To kind of called his shot, which is sick. And he Let's called a shot as fast as anybody's ever called a shot because the guy talks like an auctioneer. He yeah, was, he oh, does. Yes, he, yes, yes, he does. Yeah. I think even the commentators after the game, they were like, "What did he just say?" Like yeah. they were clowning <laughs> him. He was the only thing quicker than the way how fast he talked is how fast he got another job. So yes. he's at Iona now. Rick Pitino's at St. John's, mm-hmm. and Ed Cooley, Providence to Georgetown. Those are the moves already. Yeah. Do you think Matt Painter? is worried about his job, or do you think there's a coach on the hot seat because of the tournament? I think Matt Painter should definitely be worried about his job. Um, I mean, he he took some heat from a lot of the um, the talking heads. Yeah, He went zone. They usually don't go zone. He did some things you normally don't do against teams in the tournament, and he did it against a team that they shouldn't even have been right. worried about losing to. And it kind of threw them for a loop. And he admitted, I made some bad coaching decisions. Mm-hmm. That's not a really smart move, in my right. opinion. Well, I think as you know, as good as it is to have that seven foot on your team, though, like 
you live and you die with him because he's not he wasn't like a super athletic seven footer. So right. you just get outrun and gun. Like you're you either have to pull him or you got to figure something else out. You know, could the I mean? highlight of the year for Purdue be when um, Edie cut the nets down after the the Big Ten tournament without using a ladder? Standing up, did he do that? Yes, yeah, he mean, did. That's kind of <laughs> he didn't have to use a ladder. Warner um, did not like that. The Warner ladder. So they're like, dude, we sponsor this. What are you doing? Um, I will say, I do think if there is a coach that's on the hot seat, and he technically can't be on the hot seat, I guess, is John Calipari um, yeah. with his lifetime deal or whatever. Um, but like, he doesn't win anymore like he did. And yeah, Kentucky fans care about winning. They do. And they, they lost to a good team. Um, that, you know, I, I had them. I had him beating Providence. I thought Providence would give him a run, and they did. Yeah. Um, so Kentucky didn't – they didn't get shocked by a team necessarily, but they, they should beat the teams that they're losing to. Right. Um, middle of the year, during the SEC play, there was a fan in Rupp Arena that had fire Coach Cal sign, and he got escorted out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. So the discussion's always there because the fans have a very high expectation. Yeah. Whether it's realistic or not, it's tough to win every year. I mean, you look sure. at Kansas. I kind of put them a lot further than they should have been. Um, it is. It's. I think it's going to be harder and harder to win every year with parity in college basketball. I think transfer portal, name, image, image and likeness, mm-hmm. all those different things. Um, kids still going to the NBA. Those kind of even the playing field some. But I think Kentucky still thinks they should be in that blue blood discussion. I think it's unique. This is only the second time in the history of the tournament that Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, or Kentucky isn't in the Sweet Sixteen. Well, with Kentucky now, um, you know, we'll see where they go now that players can get paid, though. You know, does Calipari have that, you know? There's yeah, always yeah. been that underlying, like, what's going on over there, you know? Well, he's like the one and done what do you king. Mean? Underlying. He, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Scandal it's has out followed there. him. Yeah. When, when scandal was something that was actually tracked, when NCAA actually cared about having rules and following those rules, then Coach Calipari at UMass and at Memphis had problems. Yeah. I think the um, NCAA, kind of like Major League Baseball with steroids, just started looking over stuff because it was keeping the brand alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very disappointed in Kansas getting winning a championship last year with Bill Self and all the things that they yeah. were going through. Arizona, what um, their coach lost his job and is at Xavier. And, mm-hmm. I mean, these guys get in trouble, and then there's yeah. really no repercussions. So um, I think he'll figure it out. And they've got enough donors and backers. Yeah. They, they're going to have to pay their players or pay to get rid of their coach. But right. there's, who's your option? Well, who's a better option than John Calipari? I feel like any time that happens, Rick though, Patino. they just drop back down to a mid-major <laughs> and then you know do a mid-major for a couple of years and then bounce right back up. Yeah. You know? What about the who was the guy for the Celtics who just who got fired for like having a Ime Udoka? Yeah, I, I said that rolled off the tongue. That like was I impressive. Knew what I was saying, but I mean, like he's an available coach right now, is he not? <sighs> yeah, but he's there's scandal that's following him. The scandal is he was. In a relationship with, with a staffer with a staffer that wasn't his wife. Oh, so he's married. Yes. Okay, that's a scandal. Yes, yeah. and, and <laughs> hey, in church league, that's a big scandal, guys. Yeah, no, well, I would agree with that statement. I mean, it's it's a distraction in the NBA, maybe not as much in college. That's a huge deal. What's um what's the Texas Tech? No, Texas coach. Was it Texas Tech that um had this possible spousal abuse? Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. What's his oh, name? Um, I can't remember his look name. Look it up because we're gonna. I'm, I'm terrible at that. <laughs> But he's he's getting a new he's getting another job. Yeah. Right. So he got picked up at Yeah, no, absolutely yep. not. I don't right. I intentionally we're, we're gonna do don't don't pay attention to Texas football because um or any Texas You know, you know who would know? Who? Lauren. No, she would not know. Her Let final me four proves that she would know all things. So Texas. yes, my wife did have um Baylor and Houston in her championship, um, which is the most Texas move ever. But to be fair, Corey, you did have Indiana and Purdue in your Final Four. Um, you didn't have them playing each other, did you, in the championship? Yeah, Chris Beard. Chris Beard. Chris Beard. Chris there it Beard. is. Yep. Sorry. I did not. I had Alabama and Indiana playing in my championship game. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll say I, I, I thought both those teams could, were beatable, um, obviously. But. James, who did you have in your championship? You had Duke and who? Duke and Houston. Duke and Houston. So if you guys can change your championship game to who's left – Chris Beard is at Ole Miss now. There it is. Well, that's not shocking. Um, yeah, Ole, I mean, there, there are certain programs that'll take um, take a scandal and run with it. Um, Louisville's one of those. I'm surprised that they didn't go after him. Good um, old Luke Hancock. Yeah. Um, I, he's one of my favorite college players of all time. <laughs> um, so if you could change, you know, your final two now, um, if you've lost somebody or you, well, both of you guys have lost at least have lost one Ooh. in your in your championship. Yeah. I lost Marquette. I had Marquette. So who who do you pick? 
for your your championship that's game. Still alive. That's that's still available. I'd keep Houston and maybe throw Alabama in there. Houston, Alabama. As a real one, then I'd like to just throw Princeton in there just to see what happens. Yeah. See if it sticks. I've still got Alabama. I think um I think Texas has a shot. Yeah. Um man. Um You're not you're not Houston. Houston. It's not not still don't believe in Houston? I don't know. I mean they yeah, I don't know. I mean they haven't proven it yet. And they they don't play in a big enough conference for me to really say, hey, what they did with 30-whatever wins in the, in the regular season means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, without without the injuries, they're going to be hard to beat. Miami looks good. I mean, I don't know if they could beat Miami and then beat Texas. But well, Texas got to beat Xavier. Um, right? No, Pitt, yeah, yes. Yeah, Texas, Texas got to Xavier. beat Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to keep Houston, obviously, because that's who I have winning. And I'm going to say – Sake, Alabama. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm in a bracket pool with my family from California, and, so and we've got one that's. I've got a cousin that's got Kansas State winning it all. Kansas State. I know, and I thought that's crazy. He's actually the only one that has a chance to really. Right. Everybody else is out. Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> there was an Arizona, Kansas, and Indiana brackets on the other three. Yeah. And I'm looking at Kansas State like, well, I guess you're the genius in the there group. There you go, <laughs> nailing it. Um. All right, so we talked a fair amount about um some scandals that were happening with coaches and whatnot. I think it's a good transition into the NBA with John Morant and the scandal that he's currently struggling with. And then the, in my opinion, ridiculous suspension of only eight games. Ridiculously weak. Suspension. It was weak. Absolutely yes. weak. Eight games means, means nothing. Yeah. So the scandal for us is brandishing a gun. Yes. And the fact that he also was being accused of, Punching a seventeen-year-old in the face. Yes. So he's he's had a few follow him. Yes. Um, I don't. He has the right to be in a, a bar, or a strip club, or wherever he is. I'm not a fan of any of that. Right. In fact, um, Tony Dungy has some rules for athletes, and anywhere after midnight, it's against that rule. Yeah. Being around people that you don't know well or know too well is against that rule. Driving fast, using drugs or alcohol, mm-hmm. and having a weapon. So he's 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 yeah. breaking a lot of those rules that if you just follow a coach who knows what they're talking about, you're going to be better off. If John Morant isn't in a bar, strip club, he won't have an issue with this gun. If he didn't have a gun, that's a whole different conversation. But he's just put himself around the wrong people in the wrong times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And social media, you cannot make mistakes like you used to whenever, you know, it was the 90s and you didn't have cell phones everywhere. So yeah. well, it wasn't an accident. Like no, you it went wasn't. live. You had to go in your app. You had to hit live. You did it on purpose. Yeah. So he hasn't really apologized. No. He's 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 unapologetically um, John Morant. So that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I don't have a problem with alcohol. Sure he does. And whether it's a drinking problem or not, being around alcohol and people that are using it is a problem for him because he makes poor choices. Correct. Whether you dr- if you're not drunk and you're brandishing a gun, yeah, that's worse in my opinion than I like was. Drunk you were in your no, right mind. You were in your st- right mind and yeah. still thought that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Is is ridiculous. Right. And and that's why to me the A game suspension that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean nothing to him. It doesn't affect anything for him. It doesn't even really make it seem like what he did was was that bad now we, we kind of mentioned it before i think you said it that you know he could pull the whole charles barkley i'm not a role model um i hate that i cannot stand that and yeah. as someone who is an auburn fan who appreciates charles barkley that's one of the worst things that has ever been said by an athlete well it, it, it let was, a regular pedestrian show up in a, in a club like that and start flashing a gun exactly like, you're going to jail right and charles barkley could get away with saying that because you were barely a role model because it wasn't everything wasn't in the news then. Yeah. Like you had to really work to get in the news. Mm-hmm. Now everything's in the news. And yeah. these and John Morant is making his own news. Yeah. Right. What I'm really disappointed about is the NBA had an opportunity to prove a point mm-hmm. for guys that are lesser than John Morant. Yep. That could do something like this and ruin their careers forever. And because John Morant's a superstar, he kind of gets a slap on the wrist. But if right. it was, you know, if it was, I'm going to even say Dylan Brooks, but if it was somebody else from Memphis who was maybe a sixth or eighth guy off the bench or whatever, you know, he's, he's going to go away. No one's going to talk about it. He's going to be gone. So what can John Morant do to help fix that reputation? Because I do think it's tainted for a lot of people. Now, it may fit Memphis culture, and if that's what he cares about, that's fine. Maybe he doesn't care about what his reputation becomes, but I think – 
it would be beneficial for him to do some cleanup. I'll, I'll hey, I was a guidance counselor in in um, West Tennessee, mm-hmm. less than an hour away from Memphis. Um, that culture for those kids, NBA, rap, all the different um, popular things that are sort of involved in that culture, yeah, are very important yeah. to the youth of those areas. And I wish John Morant would understand that young kids idolize him, and those kids won't be able to get away with that type of behavior because of their stature, like he can. Yeah, and he could do a big service to his community by just getting in front of this and letting people know it was a mistake, and letting giving these kids um, a, an icon to look up to who can say I made a mistake and this is what I could do better and actually do it because those kids in those communities they're going to suffer from this because they all think, oh, it's not that big of a deal, or right. I'm going to go do this in a, in a social such situation. One of the schools I worked at, they had, a, they had like a homecoming um, event at school, mm-hmm. and they would have like this dance room. Yeah. Like they would, you had to buy, buy tickets to go in. Lights are off. Music's playing. It was the wildest thing. I thought, where am I at right now? But it was a similar sort of setting in that, in a, in a school culture, right? It's not the same setting where John Morant was, but right. I can see someone coming in and and doing that same thing that he did to try to be funny mm-hmm. and getting kicked out of school forever. Like, there's yeah. just silly stuff that kids don't think about, and they see these guys do, and they think, oh, that's acceptable. He needs to say it's unacceptable because his community needs it. Memphis, Memphis culture, and the surrounding communities, they need positive role models that look like them that can stand up and say, I know you're all about these things because gang violence and murder and there's a lot of criminal activity going on in some of those communities. Mm -hmm. And it is spreading more than the good that's coming from that kind of behavior from John Morant. I would like to see him stop the spread of that. Amen. Well, well, what, so, I mean, let's let's make it even more personal. Like, what if your boys are like, I want a John Morant jersey? Oh, Grayson's got a Memphis Grizzlies hat, and it's probably because of John Morant. Right. So, like, but like, what what happens? You you got you buying your kid a John Morant jersey? No, no. And no. So that I mean, like, and I would have before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think that speaks volumes because I would say that I mean, the three of us are just sports fans. Yeah. Like we we enjoy you know people making good plays. We we enjoy the game, any game being played well. And, like, yes, we're fans of specific teams. And, like, you know, I may hate Alabama, but, like, you know. You got them in your final game. I, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> because I, I pre, because they're good, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and John Morant is one of the most talented players in the NBA. And it says a lot that I would not even consider and you wouldn't consider for your boys who you both, you know, you both of you love your boys to where you would buy them jerseys, buy them hats, things that they, you know, that they, you probably have already done it already, um, to say, no, m- m- you can't, I'm, I'm not going to do that for well, you. Right off the bat, you look like you look like you're condoning it. Like you, you mm-hmm. unless you, like being that we know sports, like we know what happened. Like the average Joe that, you know, your son asks you for a jersey, you don't know the NBA, you, you, you'll do it just because they asked for it. But like, right. we know, we knew what happened. The danger in John Morant is he is he is approachable to almost all audiences. Yeah. Like Nikola Jokic or these big guys who come from different places. My kids maybe won't become fans because they don't see themselves yeah. in Which, that big man role or in that international player role. He's like an be. average height guy. And yeah, so John Morant's sort of that underdog character that comes in that wasn't picked up by college programs, yeah. that made it at, um, at Murray State, that is just – flashy and does it so big and mm-hmm. he's got a chip right and so every kid that feels like maybe they didn't have a chance sees in him themselves in a way yeah and so the, it's a lot of pressure i feel i mean he is he's obviously and i'm glad he did do some kind of counseling because figuring out how to manage that pressure mm-hmm. is going to be a reality him forever yeah, yeah. but is, is that counseling done because he wants to do it or because he was told he has to do it sure I don't know. If the NBA made it something that was mandatory, then they needed to be more vocal about that. Yep. And if it was his choice, then he needed to be more vocal about it. And what it looks like is the NBA doesn't want to say it's them, and he doesn't want to say it's the NBA. Yeah. Well, but neither re- want to take responsibility for it. I, there was not. I don't remember how long ago it's been since then. He like him and all his crew or whatever were like 
out in like a rental home in like Arizona or like desertish area. Yeah. They were out there by the pool and just like laughing and having fun. He's got like bottles of alcohol in his hand. They're jumping in the pool. Like it's a, it's a vacation for him right now. He doesn't he does not yeah, care. Well, care. I think the NBA needs to take a page on the NFL's book. There's some things that the NFL's dealt with and they've yeah. had to get in front of and their league players association all that stuff have created protocol to try to be better. And the NBA, I'm sure, has those things, but they need to put those things out a little more. I'd like to see other players step up and hold him accountable. I'd like, I like to see, and maybe this has happened behind closed doors, and we don't get to see it yeah. because I, you know, I think those conversations should be handled, you know, man to man, one on one. But like, if it hasn't happened, I would hope that there are other players, like someone like like a LeBron, yeah, or like, like a, a LeBron Curry or Jordan, or, or yeah, who who come he, and say, hey, listen, like, no, this right. isn't it. This, there, you are more than that one. That one moment. You're what yeah. stinks for Memphis is they really don't have that guy. Who's a big country? You know, Bryant Reeves is going to come out and say, "Hey, man." Well, you mentioned before Tony Dungy, though. Like, there's yeah. been many a times but where does that like, mean anything to John Morant? You know, if Jordan comes and says, "Hey, here's a list of things I got away with because there wasn't social media." Yeah. Now you can't live like that anymore, and you are one of the top in the game. Mm-hmm. It's got to be one of those elites. Yeah, it does. I, because I, mean, that's I think th- th- there'll be a, a mutual respect there. I would agree. Um, I think I, someone like Kobe would have been perfect for him. I agree, hundred yeah. um, percent. You know, you know, I don't want to talk about John Rand forever. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we could. I, I think that it's uh, before we stop. I do hope he gets through this. That he he, yeah. he has a, a successful career and he learns his lesson because I I am a John Rand fan. Yeah, like I am, but it is. I'm not going to wear the jersey now, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it. And I don't want that to, to be sort of the reputation, but yeah, I want all the best um, well, for him, not the not the Grizzlies. Well, for for one, from one Grizzly to another, um, Dylan Brooks got his feelings hurt, um, which good. Finally, I'm not a Dylan Brooks fan. He's obviously he's the villain of the NBA. Right. Um, That's probably why I'm less of a Memphis fan. I'm not a. I don't hate on Memphis. I mean, I know people in that um, in that area. I know I've got family that are big fans. Um, I've got a friend who's a sports commentator. Um, with Memphis in that area. Um, so, man, I want to see them do good. But Dylan Brooks, I can't stand him. Well, so he tried to swap jerseys with Kyrie. And maybe, James, you were saying, maybe potentially it had been set up I prior. thought I said, saw something where it said, they like pregame it was mentioned that, like, hey, after the game, you know, let's yeah. catch up and swap. And Kyrie's like, nah. And then yeah. if that – well, hey, listen, he probably <laughs> – He says, yeah, and then he's like, nah, sorry, man. Dylan Brooks probably didn't burn sage over his jersey, so Kyrie couldn't put it in his house anyway. Dylan like, Brooks took it off, though. No, I know he did, which is which is <laughs> even better. Yeah. And, and after the game, Kyrie had the, – the statement that Kyrie made was that, you know, I had I had already moved on to the next thing. My mindset was somewhere else. Like, I'm sure that maybe at some other point we'll catch up. But on court – Kyrie's getting interviewed, or he's hugging up some players, and he's not wearing a jersey. So, mm-hmm. who did he swap his jersey with, or did he give it to a fan? He gave it to a trainer real quick. Hey, take this. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's a. It speaks volumes. One that that's how bad Dylan Brooks is. That people like players because you know, like so people people don't like Patrick Beverly. Players are fine with Patrick Beverly right. for the most part. People don't like Dylan Brooks, and now to see this happen, it, it also means players don't like Dylan Brooks. I'm okay with there being, you know, the tough guy, the guy on your team, like a Bill Lambier who just yeah. beat the crap out of somebody um, as like an enforcer. But but Brooks seems to do it, call himself part of a dynasty that hasn't really won anything yet, and then and then also make some plays that have have you know potential career threatening injuries. You know, right. I think of you know Gary Payton the second in um, the Western Conference Finals yeah. last year. Um, unnecessary things that, that could really do a whole lot of damage, and it did on that play. Mm-hmm. But he seems to consistently be in the middle of stupid stuff. I wonder if he played for the Pacers, if I would tolerate any more. Like, I wasn't a huge Lance Stevenson fan. Right. But for the Pacers, yeah, like I loved him. Yeah, but I think there's a difference. You mentioned Patrick Beverly. Like, I don't have a problem with him. I've seen him play plenty of times. He's intense. Yeah. Like, he's got that in his blood, and it doesn't look like he's intentionally out there trying to, like, do bad things to people. Like, Brooks looks like he's just out there just, like, as, like, a hockey enforcer, just roughing Mm -hmm. people up. Yeah, it doesn't look like basketball a lot when he's playing. It looks like he's he's just trying to rough you up, not make basketball He takes hard fouls to a new level. Yeah, it's unnecessary. He is doing something that a lot of people haven't done. I mean, he's targeted Clay Thompson with a lot of that. He gets in Steph's face. I mean, most people haven't done that. He may be onto something. 
they're dominating the the Warriors so far. I want to see postseason right. oh, Grizzlies Warriors because you know even Clay was like he's counting out. Yeah, he four did. He digits. counted. He counted his four. It's rings. Like I have four rings, which like, I love. Come at me when you got a ring. Well, the reality is the Grizzlies aren't winning a ring this year. I mean, like that's no. not that's not happening. They're not. No. I, I don't like. I don't think the team they currently have wins a ring. Um, they're going to need to add. They're going to need to add some. I think a little bit more. I mean, they have Stephen Adams, but I need a little bit more veteran maturity on that team. This is the second time in a row with a long stint without John Morant that they're better without John Morant. Yeah, dude, John. You know, John Morant is flashy. He's ball dominant, but he has to have the ball in his hand. Yeah. He doesn't move well without the ball. Just I'm not th- saying that they're better without John Morant, but the record says so. As a team, they're better without John Morant. Does yeah. Brooks do that because he knows Steve Stephen Adams is on his side? Like he's Maybe. like this massive like. I gladiator. Know, I don't think, he, I think, think he's I, intimidated I, by anybody. I know Brooks. I would feel more confident if Stephen <laughs> Adams was behind. Me, but I yeah. mean, like, I, I think Dylan Brooks. I watched a thing. I watched like a video on him the other day about like his time from Oregon. Did he um, do that in Oregon though? Did he act like he, that? His senior season is when some of that kind of started. I remember really seeing him a little bit. College, you can you can a little bit, but not like that. Yeah, because he he kicked a guy in the nuts when he his senior year. I remember well, that Grayson name. Allen tripped somebody and they thought he was a murderer. You know, yeah, it's like <laughs> you right. Well, he tripped like three guys. I mean, but he's also, got big shoes, man. So, like, yeah. so <laughs> sure, great, great conversation. Grayson Allen's been a villain. I would say for some, even more than Leitner. I don't know if that's like that's a tough one. That's a that's D- a big different call. Eras, a big call, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not talking about Grayson Allen like we're talking about Dylan Brooks. No, because right? because but Grayson D- Allen is Grayson Allen may be dirtier than Dylan Brooks. No, as a history uh, in college is different than the NBA though. People but in college and NBA are completely character different. Character is character. So, but so people don't consider that character. They consider that a basketball move or yeah. a stupid a, basketball play. A trip play. versus like a hard foul behind somebody's back when they're going to the basket. Like that's Grayson Allen isn't tripping them and then getting in their face and calling them. Didn't Grayson Allen? Wasn't Grayson Allen the reason why Alex Caruso was out? Uh, it was a f- yes. It yes, was a hard, and it was an ugly foul. But yeah, no, no, I agree. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, but like. Dylan Brooks does that and then gets in Alex Crusoe's face and calls him weak and stupid. Right. So so Grayson kind of acts like it's an accident. Correct. Where, where Dylan owns it. And I maybe I have more respect for Dylan. Well, Alan cries after, so you get a little bit of sympathy. But uh, but Alan seems to has historically gotten away with some of these things because you give him the benefit of the doubt for one reason or the other. Maybe it's because he's a Duke guy. Maybe it's because culture, race. I don't know. I don't want to bring it. I don't want to drop some kind of bomb on the podcast. But Did you just Dylan call me racist Brooks, on the no, podcast? No, but I'm saying the Sounded conversation like about it is that Dylan Brooks is is so quick the villain where we forget about some of these other guys. And I don't know what it is. It Memphis? Is it culture? Is it is it what is it? Grayson Allen isn't in the middle of fights consistently. Yeah. He's not causing fights. Yeah, he's not he picking fights. He doesn't. You know? He doesn't okay. talk trash to the greatest players. I think no, not to the greatest players. D- Dylan Dylan it's, Brooks. It's in the heat of for whatever reason is consistently jawing at people, trying yeah. to make a name for himself that shouldn't be there because he's not good enough. At least know Grayson I've, Allen knows who he is. I don't know if I've ever seen players talk as much trash to the greats. Than Dylan Brooks, yeah, like Artest would talk trash, or Rodman would talk trash, or this, but they knew their role, yeah, and maybe they had someone on their team. Rodman had Jordan be like, "Hey, you can go stir it up, but leave these guys out of it," right? Because Jordan would take care of those guys. Mm-hmm. But there's there's just something about him that just doesn't click, and he's he's right now. I guess he's the leader on that team. Has he gone at LeBron yet? I don't think so. I'd like to see that. Not yet. I would love that, but I think LeBron would also ruin his life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because it like. Size wise, that's not a matchup. No, um, but it'd be interesting. I like. I don't know. Like, I don't want to continue to give Brooks airtime because no, no, that's no. how much I don't like him. But there's other NBA stuff. Going it'll on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, there was another like kerfuffle against. Was it? Is it? It was Ivy and then the Hawks. He wanted to. He was like Pistons he, and the Hawks. He said, "Give me a layup." There's like three seconds left. The the, the Pistons are getting annihilated. So he scores a layup with like three seconds left, and it was unnecessary. Yeah. But then like the Hawks got all butt hurt, and they were like, "Why are you scoring a layup with time?" Yes. Talk to me when either of those teams have a legitimate playoff. Chance, right. I, I, it's it's ridiculous that like it's those unwritten rules that like people talk about. Baseball has a bunch, and that's why it's one of right. the reasons why people don't like it. That's in the NBA all the time. It's in all sports, but I mean like, who cares if the guy scores a bucket? With three seconds left and they're losing, like why? It just doesn't matter. It's yeah. weird though. Baseball has the same unwritten rules, throwing at guys. And, oh yeah, and for sure. Um, bench clearing brawls and it's accepted. I don't. Hockey's I hate the same it. way. I personally like, you hate can it. Fight in the NBA, you get even in each other's face and they're, they're talking about fines. It is so. Let's it's just make it so, all hockey. Let yeah, two people fight so it weird. out. 
you're yeah. set, you sit and out then an suspend inning. them, dude. Yeah. Sit out an inning in baseball, or, or you put a penalty box in the NBA, dude. I would love that. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think at that point we're uh, we're going into Dylan Brooks and John Morant. Well, if you're gonna, I mean, like. <laughs> You either we got said to we were going to say Dylan Brooks again. You either games. you either got to like it and accept it and throw it into the game, kind of like with steroids, I think, mm-hmm. or you're going to say we're ending it, we're done, we're not doing this anymore, grow up, yeah. you know. Um, but hey, how about another? Uh, I guess late in the game, a highlight, low light. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul George with the yeah. end game 360, oh, yeah. and then later in the game with the uh, knee injury, it looked like it was a hyperextension. I guess yeah, I mean, it, looked, it did not look. He good. literally they carried, carried, him carried out. They out, carted him out of the stadium. Yeah, I mean he's had like which is unfortunate. Before. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, the the Clippers, which is a respectable NBA guy. The Clippers you know? are like ten games over five hundred with he and Kawhi together. Without they're they're miserable mm-hmm. and they're gonna be they're gonna really gonna suck. Was up. it was it what's the guy's name? Duport. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. Like just locked Kawhi Leonard up last possession of the game. I didn't see that. Um, well, there was a one point game. Yeah, yeah. And, it ended up yeah. It ended up and, being a one point and game. this dude, I mean he. I mean, he Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. Really? I mean, he, it was impressive to watch. Um, and people are saying that this, I mean, he makes one play and now he's an underrated defender. But, you know, like. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell had some man on man violence. Ooh, yeah, yeah, he did. He dunked on U2 Watanabe. Like, That's impressive. Good job did. saying that, by yeah. the way. I looked it up. <laughs> I knew the last name. Even looking like, it up, it's still impressive. I, I may not have pronounced it correctly, but I, I looked it uh, up. You're confident with but it. He dunked on him and they were like, dunk of the year. The problem with dunk of the year is I really didn't get the angle. Like the John Morant dunk, yeah, early in the year where he came through the middle of the lane, you kind of got it from every angle. Mm-hmm. Um, Donovan Mitchell's kind of coming from the baseline, um, but Donovan Mitchell, he he dunked, and then he, you could tell in his eyes, he's like, "I did something special right yeah, there." Well, like you could see like, the hey, other guy. Watch the, hey, watch the screen. <laughs> you could see the other guy in midair. It's one of those things like you have your hands up and like, how do I get back down quickly <laughs> do and like put this? my hands down? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, you were in a poster forever. <laughs> um, also, surprising news in the NBA: the Warriors won a road game. Yeah, they did Ooh. <laughs> against Houston. <laughs> against Houston, so which doesn't mean anything. No, nothing. But like, man, that's nuts that we have to be like, oh, it's shocking news. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I. I it's scary. Curry banged his knee in that game. He right. still dropped thirty. He but hit Jordan Poole's head. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was. They can't get weird. out of their, their own way. It seems literally. Like this season. Literally, yeah. yeah no. Um, there were some NFL moves. Yeah. Um, one that I saw in particular that I enjoy was the Bills picking up Damian Harris. I think that gives Josh Allen a legitimate check down running back, which he has not had. Um, not did they lose Singletary? They did. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Where'd he go? He did he go to the Eagles? Did I did I get that completely yeah, wrong? I think the Eagles got rid of Boston Scott. Um, let me look. Let me let me Google this and real then, fast. Um, Tex- Texans. 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 Yeah, the okay. Texans also um, got Dalton Schultz. Yeah, they did. Which um, Cowboys picked up a running back. They picked up the guy from Tampa Bay. Um, Jones, Ronald Jones. Yeah, Ronald, Ronald Jones. Jones. And Junior. the Cowboys got Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that was a good. That and was, good. Um, was a great pickup. Gilmore. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, which I I've, I don't understand with the Colts, but. If they got to clear some space or something, mm-hmm. I, um, I, I don't know if it means a whole lot. But OJ uh, Howard got picked up too. Yeah, he did. Oh, he was an old Bucks guy, so yeah, <laughs> Alabama fella. Um, where's OBJ going? Any thoughts on where OBJ might go? Maybe New York. You think Chiefs? I think I think he'll go to the Chiefs. I think he could go back to the um, the Giants, not New York Jets. I think he could go back to the Giants. That would be an interesting. Is he welcome? Like, how did that depart? There was just some talk back and forth with him and Saquon. I mean, they need a receiver. They do. Um, um, Dan Orlovsky um, said that um, going to Pittsburgh would be a big deal because they need need another receiver. They've got a good tight end with them on their team. And then Najee Harris. So if they had another receiver, I think they could be really good in that division. So You got uh, veteran Adam Thielen went to the Panthers. Yeah, I feel like the Panthers are. Setting I hate up to see that because he's a Minnesota guy through and through. But you know, he you could tell last year, even the year before, he was very touchdown dependent, at least from fantasy perspective. But um, this year, he really struggled. But well, without uh, I think it's setting the Panthers up for. There's a lot of pressure on that QB now. The offseason moves that they made, they picked up Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst, and now you're just waiting on a QB. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. Is with Atlanta. I don't know if we talked about that we last did week a or bit. not. Yeah, yeah we uh, shouted out the local boy last I week. I appreciate that. Uh, Leonard Fournette got released. He may not get picked up now. He could get picked up late in the year, like as a playoff guy. Yeah, or a practice squad guy. Which I think would make sense. No, Lamar Jackson 
landing no. spot yet, and um, Aaron Rodgers is still up in the air. Mariota, the Eagles. I saw that. Not a bad. Not a bad. Not no. a bad pickup guy, especially if. I mean, Jalen's going to take some hits just because yeah, he runs. Minshew's with the Colts, which yeah. he could end up being their starter. He could and be similar kind of player, so you don't have to change the playbook too yep. much if you have to worry about That's him. That's usually how it works. Yeah. Absolutely, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Lamar Jackson make make a big splash and him be somewhere else. I yeah. saw. A, I saw a headline. I think it was today. Colts. They were they they were Please. mentioned out there. Please. What are the chances? Like, I would love it. What are the chances he goes to Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers leaves? I can't see him as a Packer. I can't either. I but I mean, I don't like think the Packers can pay him. Oh yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> just get some of their more of their fans and just donate some more money. Right. And the Colts hey, would guys. have to Colts would have to get rid of some pieces. But that's what I was kind of hoping when Gilmore left and they were cl- kind of clearing some cap space that maybe the Colts were going to make a run at a, a good quarterback now. Yeah, um, and not not like a quarterback at the end of their prime now, like we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, when we've got a high draft pick, so that could be something that would be um, tradable. Yeah. Um, uh, Donta Foreman and Robert Tunyon to the Bears, um, which you know you got Cole Komet there, right? I think Tunyon's a good tight end, right? I think that they might go with a lot more two tight end sets, yeah. which would be better for Justin Fields, maybe a little bit more protection in the yeah. pocket. Um, and Dante Foreman is a legit running back. Not that they didn't have one, um, but they did lose Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery so, yeah. uh, yep. Zeke Elliott's still gonna go somewhere. That's an int- I, I I think it'll end up the Rams, by the way. And and Austin Eckler's still trying to find a team. He's like, I just want I want some security. I want somebody to pick me up on a multi year deal. Dude. I feel bad for running backs right now because mm-hmm. these guys that come off the rookie on these rookie contracts with three years, four yeah. years, and they could do a fifth year extension mm-hmm. or extended it to five years. Yep. Running backs at five years, you know, they're not getting a second contract. Yeah. So it's really a cheat code for these these organizations. Let's pick up a running back, second, third round. Let's pay them nothing for their first five years, and they're gone. And you never have to – there's not going to be Zeke, Zeke Elliott money into these court running backs again, I don't think. No, I don't think so. And so Austin Eckler's just in a bad spot. There's no market for it. Which is unfortunate because he's a really great running back. He's a great receiver. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> – That's he, why I pick him up by trade from Carson Ross every year because he's a great receiver and running back. Carson, I'm not going to talk too much trash because I think you're listening to this podcast now, but no. Is he? I think so. Okay. Yeah, so Carson, I just want you to know that I've been disappointed two years in a row. Just throwing that out there. You should only be disappointed in yourself, Roman. I'm not disappointed. (laughs) I'm not disappointed in myself. Hey, uh, mixing it up here, going back to the Colts, what did you – did you ever follow Mo Cox? Yeah. The old – you know he played VCU? Basketball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's going to throw it up in the end zone. He's going to go get it. Yeah. That was all he could do. I remember every game during VCU basketball when he played, they were all like, man, that guy's got a football body. And I remember seeing seeing him in person. Yeah. His calves were like bigger than my torso. (laughs) No, I would. um, There were a couple years back, I think, in fantasy where I would pick him up off waivers and then think, okay, because he get two touchdowns a game here and there. And you're like, all right, man. It's like sort of like Robert Tunyon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get a couple big ones. You're like, all right, he's finally going to make the jump. No. That's awesome to see him kind of yeah. uh, transfer sports and be a little well, successful. Was it um, Graham? Was it Jimmy Graham? Was a basketball guy from Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then you know it translates. I think even LeBron tried to to play. Well, it was the opposite. It was Draymond Green at Michigan State was a tight end, and now he's a. Yeah. Is that hey? Is that a new draft idea? Me sick. Co- sports converted players. Well, Top not five. a bad idea. Um, Jordan. By the way, the Colts lost Paris Campbell. He is gone. He's now with the Giants. Um, which is one less receiver. Yeah, we don't. Which you don't need can't to be. Stand you don't lose. need to be giving those away. Um, it'll be an interesting year for the Colts. Um, like I they, wouldn't mind seeing them move on the first pick because I don't think they're going to get Stroud or Young, right. Bryce Young, and I think the guys after that aren't really worth, you know, that that have a pick. So if they could get a Lamar, or if they, I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Gardner Minshew might be the answer for a year or two. But the Jonathan Taylor experience is going to run out of time as well. Yeah, I was going to say, why you don't want to waste Jonathan Taylor because man's a workhorse. Dude. Yep. So we got young receivers and a, and a still rookie um, contract on a, on a running back. Well, you don't want to have to mention so. Minshew in your business plan. Why? Right. But like, <laughs> can Minshew do better than uh, Matt Ryan? Yeah, because our sure. defense yes. has been good enough. Now without Gilmore, it's going to be interesting. But our defense has been good enough to carry the team in the past, mm-hmm. which is hard to say because when Peyton Manning played, the offense is the only thing it carried. We had no defense. Yeah. So I think we thought over the past couple of years that we could just put a quarterback in there to not make a ton of mistakes. We're going to be fine. Philip Rivers 
did a decent job yeah. of that. But um, yeah, we're gonna run out of time on. I love to see the trouble. Colts pick up Lamar Jackson and OBJ, and I think that would and go oh, wow. for it. That would be a that would solidify that offense. I think with Michael Pittman Jr. on the other side. Yeah. Um, and your defense isn't terrible. Like that that'd be huge. That well, would be and, that'd and be big. Yeah. We're in a conference. We got to worry about Jacksonville. The Texans and the Titans are Trevor Lawrence is freaking he's so good though. Yeah. Um, Who? Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah. Uh, and and he and it's incredible how good he looked when he finally got a coach that wasn't in the strip club. Like his appearance. He looked good. Like fair. That long hair. Well, you got you got bad things to say about Urban Meyer? I'm just saying. Hey, the state of Ohio's top football um pick out of high school chose Michigan over Ohio State. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Well, hey, I mean, we talked about a whole bunch, a whole bunch of stuff today. Uh, hey, thanks for finding these sunglasses too. Hey, yeah, you know really what? Appreciate anytime, that. Renee. If you're still listening, you're welcome. Um, honestly, I thought they were Leslie Klosterman's. So, um, don't tell Renee I said that. <laughs> or you can. I don't care. Um, well, the, 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 then it looks like you've just been holding on to them for no reason. Then correct. Yeah, you saw them and you just jacked them. Basically, there you go. Um, they look good. They're a good-looking pair of glasses. Well, anyway. You guys listening are a good-looking pair of sunglasses. Um, Take it easy, and we'll talk to you in the next one.